Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee. Good evening. This is your host, Urban Lee of From Beer to the Bible. You can find information about the book on FromBeerToTheBible.com. You can support Hampton Ministries at HamptonMinistries.org. We're going to get right into it this evening. I want to start by reading the scripture. Psalm 46.1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Our ever-present help in trouble. We live in a world where we seem to be overcome with trouble, and I thought that was an appropriate scripture for us to start with tonight. As we always do, I'm going to say a prayer, and then we have a very special guest with us, Jake, who's the president of Plumline, but he's also a good friend of mine, and I've learned a lot from him. Uh, in the short time that we have been friends. Father, we thank you for your goodness, for your grace, for your love and your mercy. Thank you for our fellowship today. And Father, please help us in these troubled times. In Jesus' name we pray. Welcome, Jake. Thank you very much, Irvin. Great to be with you. Jake is a pastor, was a pastor for 21 years, and now he is the president of Plumline, which is a spiritual development company. Jake, would you like to give us more information about your background, your testimony, and, and tell us a little bit about your company? Absolutely, Irvin. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, pastor for 21 years. A lot of that was church planting, so building churches. Uh, I did that in Chicago. I did that in the Las Vegas area. I did that in Nashville. And uh, I grew up in a church, so it was kind of in me. Uh, I'm a churchman and it was kind of in me to uh, engage in a career where I was trying to build this thing called the church. But the secret that no one knew, uh, including myself, I wasn't really connected to this, is that I was missing experiencing so many of the promises that were available to me uh, in Scripture, Mm -hmm. and I would come to find out that the reason I was missing it is because I was missing critical parts of my spiritual anatomy or my spiritual makeup that I had to recover and reconnect with in order to be able to take advantage of some of the uh, spiritual promises um, that were mine through Christ. So specifically, uh, the way that showed up for me is um, I'd actually moved to Nashville in the fall of 2012 to plant uh, a new church here in this city with uh, another guy, and and we did that together and um, was on staff of that church that we built together for seven years. Somewhere in the middle of that process, um, I was putting my little girl to bed. She was about four years old at the time. Okay. And um, in my mind, philosophically, I knew what a good dad was. Uh, I got three kids. I got a 15-year-old son, a a 12-year-old son now, and a 9-year-old little girl. So this was years ago. But in my mind, like a good dad coaches his son's soccer team. And a good dad helps his son with his homework after, of course, watching many YouTube videos to figure (laughs) out even how to do this new homework that I've never seen before. But but a good dad does that. Yes. And then a good dad uh, puts his little girl on his shoulders, walks her up those stairs, uh, reads her a story, turns off her light, and lies with her until she falls asleep every night. So in my mind, Irvin, I was being a good dad, 
and uh, doing all of those types of things. The problem was this particular night, I just read her her story. Yeah, uh, I had just turned off the lights. I was lying with her, and her little voice whispered to me in the darkness, and she said, Hey, Dad, if I could line up all the dads in the world, and I was thinking to myself, this is going to be pretty good. Yes. <laughs> I should probably figure out how to record this or something. You know? <laughs> and I'm glad that I didn't because it wasn't good. Oh, wow. She completed her thought by saying, if I could line up all the dads in the world and I could pick a nice dad or you, I would still pick you. Oh, wow. And it crushed me. And I, I thought maybe I didn't hear her right, or maybe I should give her a chance to clarify. So I said, oh, honey, you know, is daddy not very nice? And she didn't backpedal at all. She said, well, not really, oh, but I'd still pick you. So here I am, Pastor Jake, decades into her career, trying to teach other people and tell other people how to have health, healthy relationships and live their life. And here's my own four-year-old daughter telling me, I'm not a real nice guy, yes. and, and I'm hard to connect with. And I walked out of her room, having been given that gift uh, that night, Irvin. I walked out going, God, like, what is wrong with me? Yes. Like, what's broken in me that my own little girl, like my own daughter, doesn't feel safe with me? Yes. Or um, can't access me in some way? And mm -hmm. I didn't understand the journey I was about to go on that night, but the journey that I was about to go on was a journey to get my own heart back because I had been taught, even within the context of, of the church that I had grown up with, I had been taught a long time ago to leave my heart behind and that if I didn't learn to live life or even engage in faith um, without this thing called a heart, uh, I wasn't going to make it. I wasn't going to thrive. I, you know, like I had to jump up into my frontal lobe and just have good doctrine or work hard with my spiritual disciplines or something like that. And that's what it took to be a good Christ follower, grind it out, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, that was the journey that I had to go on. Um, it was to get my heart back. So That's, that's powerful, and that's such a, a powerful, wonderful blessing that the Lord gave to you through your daughter. I know you probably didn't feel like it at that time, but now I'm sure as you devastated. look back on it, you would agree what a wonderful blessing that was. Well, it changed everything. Uh, it, it altered the trajectory of my life and it altered the trajectory of my career. And what I came to discover in the process of going after my heart and getting it back was that I had all this belief in all of this concession around the love of God and the grace of God, uh, the kindness of God, right? I, I could teach on it. I could break down Greek and Hebrew words about it. But Irvin, I'd never experienced it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's one thing to believe it. Yes. Like, like, I believe in the love of God, that He loves me, that He died for me. It's another thing to feel God's love, mm -hmm. right? to feel it. And for a person like me who's lacking their heart, that heart part of them, that's impossible. Yes. Like, I, I cannot feel God's love for me if I have a malnourished or a detached heart. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's ultimately what led me to launch um, the new company that I have now called Plumline. Uh, we are a personal and spiritual development company. So needed. And what we, yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to say it, it's so needed. And when you were talking, something really, it just hit me when you were talking about the heart and how important it is. Because I believe that now, and I'm going to talk about the church as a whole, is that we have a lot of information, a lot of head knowledge, but Mm -hmm. I'm not always sure that it's getting to our hearts, right? People say, well, I know God loves me. I trust God. We're saying a lot of things, but I'm missing the application of getting it from our head into our hearts to the true Uh application of our lives. And that's why I was so excited about your company, Plumline, and I'm going to let you talk more about it. I didn't mean to interrupt no, not at all. So, yeah, at Plumline, uh, personal and spiritual development company, and what we do is we guide people deep into their heart and soul with the purpose of, in some cases, rediscovering, in all cases, reconnecting and nourishing parts of us that have gotten lost or gone missing along the way so that we can show up from our spiritual fullness to the people and things who matter most. Now, Everything we do uh, in my work is based on this thing called the Shema. Now, the Shema is critical because Mm -hmm. the Shema captures the essence of life, like what's most important in life. Uh, And the reason we know uh, the Shema is what's most important is because Jesus was actually asked uh, in Luke 10, in Matthew 22, in Mark 12, what is the greatest commandment? Or another translation is, what is the essence or the center of life? And seemingly without batting an eye, Jesus says the most important thing is this. He starts off quoting this thing called the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. And then this, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is, love your neighbor as yourself there is no commandment greater than these, or there's nothing more important than this. Yes. In Matthew 22, he says something even more amazing. He says, all the law and all the commandments hang on that. Mm-hmm. So, like, you want to summarize or put the entirety of the Scriptures in a nutshell, this is it. Love God, others, and self with all four of these critical parts of you, your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Mm-hmm. And we call that our spiritual anatomy. Mm-hmm. Like our physical bodies are made up of different systems, like the circulatory system, respiratory system, skeletal system, and so on. Our spiritual anatomy has systems, too. The four systems we have are a heart system, a soul system, a mind system, and a strength system. I don't know how much you want me to get into the uniqueness of what those four systems do, but what I can tell you is, uh, the, the church in America, by and large, does a pretty good job developing the mind and the strength parts of us. So this is yes. our learning and our doing, but heart and soul tends to be a little harder to get at. So that's where we spend most of our time and energy. I, I think it's very important that our listeners uh, understand the four systems that we have. So go a little bit in detail on each one of them, because I, I believe that it's important and it will enlighten our listeners. Uh-huh. So um, I'll skim over mind and strength, because, again, I think those are the most familiar, maybe the most valued 
mm-hmm. in the, the Western culture that we have. But our mind system is our ability to learn, to understand things. It's where our doctrine and our theology live. It's also those spiritual gifts uh, that have to do with strategizing and planning and problem-solving and uh, administrating and all those types of things. The, the, the mind is what makes sense of life or what brings structure mm-hmm. and guardrail and trellis to life. So the mind part of us is very, very important. Yeah. The strength part of us is that part of us where I can roll up my sleeves and go to work. I can exercise my spiritual gifts. I can practice spiritual disciplines. I can achieve things in kingdom bringing. I can confront injustice. Um, I can, uh, you know, um, um, execute and manage and lead. And, and you know, it's, it's the very active part of me. It's, it's that part of me that allows me to embody and physically express my gifts and my beliefs. So the strength part of us is really important, too. Again, uh, many churches and organizations do a phenomenal job developing, equipping, uh, providing opportunities for growth, for yeah. mind and strength. And it's everything from classes to uh, missions trips. It's yes. everything from, um, you know, training in the spiritual disciplines, uh, you know, to small group Bible studies and so on and so forth. Okay. Now, the heart part of us, is that part of us that enables us to have deep, intimate, connected relationships. Mm-hmm. It is impossible for me to connect deeply and to know others and to be known by others and to know God and to be known by God if I have a malnourished or a detached heart. And I find uh, in my work, again, as a pastor for, for 21 years and now for a couple of years mm-hmm. at Plumline, this often is that system, the heart system, that is the most neglected or the one that kind of tends to be a little bit more ignored. Feelings live in the heart. Our true wants and needs live in our heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, I cannot experience intimacy uh, with God, others, or self if I'm detached from this system. Now, the soul system part of us is where our true identity lives, mm-hmm. and coming out of that is where our understanding of our life's purpose and meaning, things like calling, uh, mm-hmm. live in this thing called our soul. I believe it is underneath what's so popular today, all these personality tests like Myers-Briggs and DISC and Enneagram. Yeah. My fear with all of that stuff is we walk away having taken those tests thinking, oh, this is who I am. I'm a type this number, or I'm these four letters. And the truth of the matter is, those personality tests don't measure who we are. Yes. They measure who we had to become mm-hmm. to survive our life, That's to feel true. safe, to experience meaning in the world. Like, all a personality is, there are predictable patterns of thinking and behaving mm-hmm. uh, that we took on, you know, to feel safe in the world. And that's why the tests work. Like when I'm taking this, like how do you tend to respond in this situation or, or what you tend to do or think in that situation? And because you're predictable, it measures this thing called a personality. Well, true identity lies underneath all of that right. in the soul part of us. And we've got to dig through all those layers of personality to actually return to our true essence. So um, that's a little bit about mind, strength, and then uh, the heart and the soul. Okay, I want to ask you a question, and I, I believe this to be so, and I want to get your thoughts and opinions on it. Why has the church struggled to develop the heart and soul? Because 
as you were defining them, I, I was just sitting here nodding in agreement saying, wow, that's what's missing. Why have we struggled to develop that? So, Yeah. Well, when you talk about the Western Church, and I won't make it global, certainly, but when you talk about the Western Church, you're talking about an institutional construct that emerged um, out of the Industrial Revolution, mm-hmm. okay, uh, and exists in a, in a capitalistic cultural West. And so it's, it's easy to capitalize on aspects of our spiritual growth and development that are measurable, first of all. So mind and strength stuff is easy to measure, easy to create a bottom line, easy to point to um, as markers of success. How many people did we baptize? How many people are coming to service? What is our giving? Um, You know, these industrial revolution type things that end up leaning heavily mind and strength are easy to measure and easy to point to as markers of our winning. Uh, It's a little bit harder to know where success is happening in the, in the areas of the heart and soul. How do we know yes. when we're developing someone's heart well? How do we know when we're developing someone's soul well? Uh, because those reports have to be given to yes. elder boards and uh, you know, to congregations uh, to justify how we're spending money and how we're spending our time and how we're hiring our staff and those types of things. So I think that's, uh, that's one of the reasons. The other reason, uh, again, this institution coming out of the Industrial Revolution and and still alive and well today, is efficiency. Uh, We can be very efficient uh, in kind of our efforts to develop people's mind and strength. Um, We can say, take this 15-week class, and once you can regurgitate this information about our church's vision or the theology that we hold together, and you can say it out loud, Mm-hmm. Uh, you're qualified, you know, yes. to now become a member of, of uh, the church. And we can do it all in, in 15 weeks or mm-hmm. take this class and then you're ready for baptism or, uh, you know, here are these systems and these processes. Again, a, a mind construct with a strength to pull it off. Well, we can take you from the top of the funnel. We're going to do a good job marketing and executing our marketing. And then we're going to do a good job programming and, and teaching and the gifts on display, right? All strength stuff, pulling off the service. And then once we capture you there, we're going to get you down into these small groups. And, and there's this super efficient structural uh, kind of crank that we can turn yes. and uh, that, that maximizes minus strength. And it's efficient and it's, uh, we're seeing, you know, uh, bottom line impact and, and we can point to it and say, look, we're winning. But the question remains, but are we actually making disciples, which is the one thing Jesus asked us to do. Right. And the assumption has become, well, if they're plugging into our programs and if they're regurgitating what we want to regurgitate, they're giving and they're um, attending in this, then, then the answer is, we assume, yes, we're making disciples. But how do you start measuring something that's a little harder, like someone's experience with the fruit of the Spirit? This is the evidence of the Holy Spirit in our life, love, joy, peace, patience, kind of how do you measure these right. types of things? Yes. And because that's harder, um, the emphasis naturally tends to lean, well, let's just go all in, mind and strength, and uh, heart and soul, less efficient, less measurable, end up going by the wayside. Yes. Look at that. That was so good, Jake. So good. And I, as we talk about heart and soul, and as you were so passionately describing the heart and the soul and the need for us to target that. 
is I was thinking that especially the enemy, our enemy, Satan, targets the heart and soul. The two areas that it seems like Mm -hmm. the church is not really targeting or developing nor measuring nor putting the emphasis on. Mm -hmm. Satan is constantly attacking our heart and soul. Mm -hmm. And I want us, as we transition to the other side, I want you and I to talk more about this as we uh, move forward and begin to think about that because it is so important to our overall being that we are strong in our heart, that we're strong Mm -hmm. in our soul. And I know the listeners and viewers have heard me constantly harping on watch your soul, protect your soul, develop your soul, develop Mm -hmm. your heart. You know, even in Proverbs, I think it's 23, seven, it says a man is as he thinketh. I hear that quoted all the time, but it says Mm -hmm. a man is as he thinketh in where in his heart. Yeah. That's right. In his heart. And I'm like, don't leave that part out. It's the heart. Mm-hmm. right? It's the heart. And the Lord talks That's about right. guarding our heart. And when you hear him talk mm-hmm. about it, we, we have to understand, again, from an application standpoint, it can't just be knowledge in our head. We got to get it to our heart. And we're going to have more with Jake, president of Plumline, on the other side. We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on The Word, 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal, and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Welcome back. It's your host, Irvin Lee of From Beer to the Bible with our guest, Jake, president of Plumline. Jake, we have really enjoyed you today, and we're going to have to have you back again because... It is so important that we develop our mind, our body, our soul, and our spirit and really have application of that where it shows up uh, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, but more importantly, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So please share with us where we can and our listeners get in contact with you. Yes, I would love to connect up with anyone who's willing on Instagram. You can follow me um, at Jake Smith Jr. is my handle. That's J-A-K-E-S-M-I-T-H-J-R. And if you follow me and DM me, I will send you a free ebook called The Ultimate Guide to Unlocking Your Spiritual Potential. When we talk about the four systems that make up our spiritual anatomy and how to begin to nourish and connect to them so that you can show up from your spiritual fullness. So follow me on Instagram and DM me and ask for that free ebook. I'd love to send it to you. The other thing I would say is if you want to start practicing holistic spiritual formation that focuses on all four systems, 
Download our app, Shema Way, from your app store. Uh, that's spelled S-H-A-M-A-H, Way, W-A-Y. And if you download it, you'll get seven days free to start practicing uh, formation in all four systems. That's awesome. And that's why whether you're in recovery from addiction or you're recovered or you're just suffering right now in your active addiction, that's why your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength systems are so important that you grow and nurture them in each area. Jake, we have thoroughly enjoyed you today, and we got to have you back again real soon. Thank you, Irvin. This is such important space, and I'm really grateful and honored that you would have me on. Thanks. And don't forget, the love, I love you, the faith is in Christ Jesus, and the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.